Welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and we'd like to thank you for tuning in to uh, another episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we're sponsored by Rube's Brews. Please check them out on Instagram and or Facebook. Um, I don't know if anybody can hear, but it's a little bit louder than it usually is. Usually we're in kind of a nice, uh, quiet space, but I might argue that uh, I'm in an area right now that's just even more uh, joyful and spirited, and it's going to add a little bit of uh, pizzazz on top of our uh, guest that's also going to bring some pizzazz. I, I've been told the man likes to talk, so we uh, might have to figure that out here. But uh, anyway, uh, this is one of those episodes uh, I've been trying to get together for quite some time. Busy man, but I was finally able to uh, get a hold of him for a couple hours here. But we have the uh, Mr. Ryan Pfeiffer. Mr. Ryan Pfeiffer. Thank you for finally being able to come on the show. Um, I've been looking forward to this. And before you get started, I need to let you know that you're probably one of the most suggested guests. There are a lot of people that suggest guests to me. And uh, I would say that you're in the top one or two of people that I need to talk to that I've never met that I don't know. And uh, so I'm really excited and I hope I, I'm not putting you on the spot here, um, but I'm just, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm I'm flattered. Ed. You know, first, thanks for your patience and, and having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very flattered to hear that. Uh, it's it's surprisingly nice and a and a compliment. I hope. <laughs> well, no, it was it was. I mean, uh, you know, the people the people down here, uh, at least to me, I feel like they they try and be as truthful to me as possible. But uh, um, I'm not going to go ahead and, and pump your tires up anymore. But I will just say that. Um, it's a lot of different people from a lot of different areas that know you from different things. So it's kind of like they all have the similar story of who you are. And I think that most of the time that just uh, that that lends to being a genuine human being. And so uh, we might uh, we might just go with that genuine human being, Ryan Pfeiffer. Well, hey, you can keep pumping my tires too. Make sure <laughs> yeah. the PSI is right. That's well, we, no problem we, either. We only we only have an hour. We only have an hour, so we really uh, should get going here. But uh, first off, because I did mean to, uh, I did mean to ask this beforehand, because I usually give you a title, um, and I know that you're the uh, head coach of the Dallas Stars Elite. I just forgot what the year it was that you were coaching. Oh, uh, this year I got the U9s, the 2012, the little ones. The little ones. Oh, yeah, it's a blast. Yeah, and we were talking to, because most of my listeners know, that uh, I reside in Mansfield and work at the Mansfield rink, and you have a couple uh, couple Mansfield kids on the team, and uh, um, I believe that uh, one of them is out here. We should tell people we're watching a public skate right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, the noise in the background is actually a public skate at the uh, North Richland Hills rink because... Uh, we had a game out here, and Adam was nice enough to meet me out here to get this done. So we appreciate you guys handling the background noise. Yeah, no, no. It'll, the mics are good. They'll, they'll pick it up, and it'll be uh, fun as long as people know what's going on. But uh, either way, well, Ryan, um, I did want to get uh, started uh, started with your story here, if you don't mind. Um, I usually have the guests kind of start off in the, uh, in the same fashion, same way. Um, I want you to go back before you actually stepped onto the ice for the first time. How did you get uh, introduced to the game or the sport itself? Uh, I was lucky enough to grow up in a in a town uh, called Parsippany, New Jersey, uh, where I lived on a dead end in a very busy part of uh, a lake area. So uh, all the kids in our neighborhood would always come down and uh, play uh, at our dead end. It was like the arena, the stadium. And I was lucky enough to be also one of the youngest kids on the block. So uh, I didn't uh i let i let the older kids beat me up until i figured out how to beat them and uh it, it always seemed to come back to hockey on our street we just 
we played a lot of sports. Uh, we would usually play the sports that were on at that time. Like if it was football season, we'd play football season, uh, football, but hockey was always year round for us. It was always the go-to, you know, right. if we got tired of baseball we'd play hockey, tired of football, hockey. Yeah. And then if we were tired, hockey, 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 <laughs> hockey, hockey, hockey. Well, Hey, uh, so I will say that the, the only thing that anybody warned me about before meeting you is that you were from Jersey and they, they <laughs> left, they left that open ended. I don't know how you want to take that. I but... would be more worried about uh, our neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> no, but It's uh, been 20 years. You, you can't even hear it anymore. Yeah. Well, ask me to say water and you might. <laughs> well, no, what's, what's funny is uh, my boss, uh, general manager, Brian Lee, shout out Brian Lee of the Mansfield uh, rink. Everybody that knows him knows he's from Jersey and he still very much is a warder. Like, and everybody and the funny part is like he, he can't get rid of it but every time he says it down here there's just kind of like a, everybody's like yeah that's just that's how he that's how he yeah. says it but it's a very specific like w-a-r-t-e-r uh, yeah and it's like very much a, a jersey thing but uh either yeah. either way but um so so you're getting interested in the sport at this point when do you take it from the uh dead end uh of the uh, uh lake area and when, when does that become you uh stepping on the ice uh, who are you playing for, um, and how does that go? Um, I, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't really have the same, like, path as a lot of people. Uh, it was a lot more laid back when I was a kid. Uh, we were just playing for fun. I mean, I, I can't tell you when I dreamt about playing hockey as an adult when yeah. I was a kid because it's as early as I can remember, even if, you know, any sport, to be honest. Um, but I, I can't say that... Uh, I was in a hockey market in North Jersey. I know down here it might seem a little confusing, but at the time in the 80s and 90s where I was, uh, it was uh, not as uh, big as it is, I would even argue, in Dallas right now. So yeah. um, I uh, was in a situation when I was a kid where uh, my folks couldn't really uh, afford the, the high-end team, so I didn't uh, really play travel hockey until I was older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played a lot of rec hockey and uh, just played – the rec hockey when I was a kid was like travel because you would play for your hometown and there was yes. enough kids playing then, but I grew up playing with the old Parsippany PAL and, uh, I played with my friends my whole life than my, the friends I grew up with. And, uh, it was awesome because it was just all my friends, every, like my whole team was my friends before we played. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. so rare now. You never yeah. see that. And I love the fact that my kids get to make new friends. But back then, yeah. it was it was us. Like yeah. we we felt like every game was uh the Stanley Cup playoffs and we felt like if we made it to the championship it was the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. It, you could even notice that we were more excited than other teams. It was great. Like yeah. I grew up with camaraderie over competition. Mm -hmm. So I'm very thankful for that. There's a lot yeah. of things that it might have helped me back in, in my life, but it also helped shape the appreciation and, and it really helps with kids now. Yeah, looking yeah. back on on my experience is, uh, it's very easy to relate to children. Yeah. Oh yeah, very, so very much. I'm very much. thankful for where I grew up and where I played. Well, it, and and one thing that really kind of struck out, kind of uh, at the beginning of that, to me was you were kind of self -mo motivated as far as you enjoying the sport. You didn't need to have anybody try and make it, uh, you know, uh, more entertaining for you. It's something that you naturally like. But then you also played for fun. Oh yeah, for but, sure. That was, but 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 that but, but but that is a possibility. So there are a lot of hockey parents, and this is kind of like um, we. I'd like to share as much information as possible. But if your kid is having fun and is you know experiencing it in the right way, just sometimes you got to kind of allow them to yeah. kind of create their own path because it's it's 
it's a it's an enjoyable sport and sometimes uh, you just kind of got to get out of the way a little bit you know one of the things you notice in society is they tell kids you know make sure when you grow up you enjoy what you do yes and uh you know hockey offers that because yeah you want to have fun but the higher up you go it's 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 work to have fun and and uh that's important for kids to understand i don't think it's smart to separate work and fun too much i think that they work hand in hand but the 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 harder you work at things, the more you have fun. So is it working? It's the same thing to me. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you look at it right, and you got to set an environment up yeah. uh, for that to happen. But that's what I was, you know, just dumb luck when we were kids. We worked hard. We yeah. did, but we didn't know it. And and, yeah. and uh, as I got older, I realized that. And that's what we try to tell the kids that I coach today. It's like, look, you know what? Let's have some fun. But yeah. if you're not trying hard to get better when you get on the ice in those games, yeah. if the other guys were, then it's not so fun. Well, and, and one thing I've always tried to uh, keep in the back of my mind is that uh, working hard saves you time. Yeah. And I just always kind of keep that with me because it's like, okay, if, if, if you put the work in, you're going to progress a lot quicker and you're going to end up just uh, reaching those goals a lot quicker, you know? And yeah. I think it, if that's the idea, and then once you reach that goal, that's when you kind of get to have fun for a little bit. Right. So it's kind of like you, it's like you set a goal, you work hard for it, you get to that goal, you enjoy it for a little bit, and then you set a new goal, if you will, and then, then you kind of continue to move on, but it just ends up saving you time. And uh, part of me likes it because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, always made sense to me in my brain. Yeah, you know, there's there's fun is a broad term. Yeah, 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 That's the best yeah, way to say yeah, it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different kinds of fun, and hockey fun, uh, it takes that, you know? Yeah. And that, that should be fun. Setting goals can be fun. You yeah, know, it's yeah. important that the kids understand that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Well, um, so anyway, into your um, uh, income, or uh, your, your, your path here, you're, you're starting to, I guess, at this point, you're still living in Jersey, um, you're still kind of playing with your buddies, but at what point do you start to play um, play travel, uh, get a little bit more competitive? And, and also, what does that look like up there? Because um, I know that there is a lot of good hockey. Um, so what does that kind of look like? Uh, it was... Uh... You know, well, back then you didn't have like uh, the AAA, right? It was no, like, no, no, no. That did not. Yeah, yeah, that. yes, yes. People don't. Yes, uh, yeah. But yes, but yes. for me, it really didn't. Like even when I went through all that, it didn't really start to click until uh, I went out to Minnesota and started working as a coach at camps with guys who were already playing pro. And yeah, you know, I was lucky enough to work side by side with guys like Paul Vincent, Marty Raymond. You know, guys who were you know, drafted in the NHL guys who were coaching IHL teams at the time. And I was only 18. Yeah. So reality of it is, is that my, uh, my pro career didn't a has been that never was to be clear. Like it was very short. I was able to play in some places, but I went back to coaching pretty quick, but I wouldn't have been able to move on if I didn't make connections with the coaches that I coached with in the off season. Right. That's how I ended up in Europe, uh, was yeah. meeting all those guys there. So for me, high school was great, but it wasn't until I got to a two-year school because we weren't being recruited where I where I was. I wasn't recruited. So right. we were blessed enough to have a uh, two-year school in my home uh, county that was top five in two-year schools in the country. Mm -hmm. So I used that as kind of a springboard to try to get noticed by teams up like Quinnipiac back then and everything. But it yeah, didn't yeah. work out. Yep. And then I ended up skating at uh, West Virginia for a season. Um uh, at a D1 club level, and then went to uh, Europe, uh, went to Minnesota, worked the camps in the summer for a third year, and then ended up in uh, 
God, at that point I was in Amsterdam playing. They offered, when they cut me there, they offered me a spot in Germany, but I got offered a spot in Texarkana. Yeah. Went to the Bandits in the Gulf Coast League. It wasn't a very high paying league to say the least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Traded me to Dallas and I never left. I quit hockey playing and I started coaching because I felt like I had more opportunity as a coach than a player. Well, so, and and I usually, um, with guests like yourself that I have, I always kind of, I'm curious as to, what that transition was like going from playing to coaching because some people take a break from hockey and they kind of do, and then some people know that that transition is just right around the corner. Was it right around the corner from you or did you need to take a break? Hockey never left my life. Um, I never needed a break, still don't, never will. Yeah, oh, so you're, uh, I call never. it lifer, so you're a lifer. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never once, I mean, I, I love other sports. I'm a huge Ajax fan uh, in European soccer, a, a very big Ajax fan. Uh, yep. I, I support what, so those are my breaks, other sports. Sometimes I catch myself missing a few hockey games during the year because I'm watching other sports and you know, I think that's my break, I guess. Right, right, right. I was yeah. in the middle of it, I right. guess. Well, so. no, but hey, but that's how you stay. That's how you have, like, a sustainable hockey career, whether that's coaching or whatever, is you have to find things outside of it. Because yeah. if not, you will get burned out. My back might disagree, but my mind doesn't. <laughs> well, no, but yeah, but at, at, this, at this point, you've been on your skates for long enough that uh, I'm sure you can uh, still scoot around every once in a while. Oh, how many hours man. do you think you spend on the ice a week? Uh, I used to spend uh, up to up to 30, and, and now I've probably got it down to about uh, 15. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 20. <laughs> and you, you count that up, though, man, over the, over the time. but uh... Yeah, that's just the on ice, too. I always, I always thought that it was a privilege to coach, and I still think I am. Yeah. Uh, but I realized I, my dad installed elevators in the blue collar, so I always felt like I was, you know, have to work really, really hard to live up to my family standards. And yep. when you have a job that's so much fun, it's sometimes hard to find hard work when you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but then I realized, like, if I'm, I'm watching somebody do a lesson right now, and, you know, when you work in an office, yeah, like, you can type, type, type. you yep. got to deal with long phone calls, but you get those little breaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're running a practice, you just, you don't. Yep. Yeah. Well, you got to be in it, in my opinion. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I guess uh, over time you naturally find solace and, and calm to, to reload your brain uh, in it all. No, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, you, you have to. Because uh, to be honest with you, it's something that uh, I, I'm aware of but struggle with. Yeah. Is, is getting, uh, and I don't want to say like, uh, I'm like, oh, overly involved, but there's just times to where it's almost like if you focus solely on something for too long, you become unfocused on that. You can Focus. end up in a, what is it called? Sea biscuit, right? Oh yeah, no, it's a, no, but that's yeah. really what it is. That's exactly that's a great way to put it. But it's one of those things where you actually end up like going backward, and it just it doesn't like you have to be able to remove yourself and almost completely remove yourself from it. Yeah, like it has to be completely removed. Well, the good thing about this this job now after twenty years is um, you get used to the schedules and. You know, my family hasn't lived within a thousand miles of me in 20 years. So I'm yep. lucky enough to have a job where I can, when the season's over, before I got to go. When During the year, we, you know, it's seven days a week. It's weekends. Yeah. So once March comes, I get to sneak off and see my mother and father for a week and a half, two weeks. And yeah. I'm blessed. Again, I, I'm so lucky to have this uh, because it's able to keep my family life intact with, you know, my immediate family. Yeah. And and still live very very far away from him. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, but uh, getting into because uh, you know I, I'm glad that we were able to kind of talk about your uh, your playing career. But the 
main reason I wanted to have you on is just because of, of the people that, that have told me that you're just a, a, a great coach. And I like having great coaches. Here, I'm pumping your tires again. Uh, but anyway, I like having coaches. I like talking theory. And uh, so do you mind uh, if we can uh, lean into that a little oh, bit? Oh, anywhere you want to go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got arms. I can hang. Okay. Well, hey, I did want to start with your first year of coaching. Um, I want to say head coaching, not just assistant coaching. First year uh, head coaching. Um, was it difficult for you? Because I usually paint a picture of what it was like for me. Um, but I considered myself to be a pretty good hockey player. My first year coaching, I was overconfident and I didn't actually, um, I don't feel like I knew how to communicate, um, very well. And I, I kind of, I guess what I'll say is that I, um, I was humbled by the, by the end of the first year. Um, did, did, did you have to kind of, did you kind of have to learn how to coach or how to communicate and what was that first year like um because i do think it's kind of like a little bit of a learning experience because you're kind of learning more about yourself nobody can teach you how to coach the way that you need to coach it's almost something that you have to figure out on your own this is uh where it's it like gets, a journey this is where it gets interesting because technically the first head coaching job i ever had technically i wasn't paid it was volunteer <laughs> Yeah, but technically the first head coaching job I ever had, I was 13 years old. Oh, okay. All right, this is a story. This is a story. So, there we go. Uh, story time. So we had a little roller hockey league. It wasn't ice. It was roller, to be honest. Uh, okay. And uh, it was summer, and uh, it was literally in a parking lot. <laughs> and it was four teams. And you remember that team I was telling you about that I grew up with? Yep. They took eight of us, and they assigned each of us to a team. Yep. So this four-team, six-year-old, eight-year-old roller hockey league was being coached by eight 13 year olds and obviously everybody's <laughs> yeah. supervising us. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the but but the competitiveness I was talking about before where it was always fun, right? Yep. We carried that into this little kid league. Yeah. And I gotta say, you know, like it was intense, but there was this like joy to it. Like every yep. even when they lost, like we yep. was in our community too. So everybody on the other teams knew each other. Yeah. But that was uh that was, I was refing soccer as a 13 year old back then, you know, little yeah. kid soccer. And then I was refing hockey at 14. But in my mind, you know, there was the backup plan all of a sudden. Even at 13, I yeah. was like, I, I mean, I grew up luckily enough a Devils fan, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I know it was boring for everybody else, but we love Jacques Lemaire. And uh, yeah. I idolized coaches when I was a kid without even realizing it. Uh, and uh, as I got older, it was that 13 year old team. Yeah. That motivated me. Now, the difference is between what you're saying and my experience is I was too young and dumb to know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. too dumb to be humble. Yeah. And I was too young. Yeah. Um, so you'd have to fast forward uh, to 2002 Dallas to when I, I head coached a hockey team again. Yeah. And by now, I've already been on the ice with, you know, eight week long camps, sleepover camps, some, you know, out in Winona, Minnesota with, yeah, with so people who have coached for years. The funny thing is I was 18 when I was doing that. And these guys are all 25 drafted in the NHL. So it was fake until you make it. Right. I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't even been taught half the stuff I was trying to teach. It right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I was instantly humbled by that mm -hmm. and, uh, because I was lower on the totem pole of coaches. And yep. then uh, when that came out to head coach now, I moved to Dallas. I'm, I got traded to Dallas or moved to Dallas. I wouldn't, I, uh, humbly speaking, I, I'm short of calling it a trade at that, at the Gulf Coast level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, I was playing, so it was October before 
anybody was interested in me as a coach, and it was Addison Square Garden at the time. Right. The Dallas Icehawks are the first program that hired me. Oh, yeah. I remember Icehawks. But at, played the, against at the time, they were replacing a coach. Yeah. So in a weird way, like I was, you know, the parents came up to me. They, they were so happy to see somebody else. I feel bad for the previous coach right now, but right. they were so happy to see somebody else that there was this motivation. And I had just gone through all this stuff, you know, overseas, Europe. I thought I would, my family's from Holland. I thought I was going to live there for the rest of my life and marry a nice Dutch girl. And yeah. I was shell-shocked by Europe. I, I was arrogant going over there. So if I was humbled in hockey, it was by that. Really? The same experience you had, you're saying, with coaching. I yeah. can identify that feeling trying to crack it as a pro in another country where maybe I knew four people who spoke the same language, and I went at it like, hey, I'm Dutch. I'm going to nail this. This is going to be easy, right? Yeah. So that that was my humbling experience. So by the time I got to Dallas and had been through that ringer, um, I was full systems go, man. I, to be honest with you, I have when I when I when I moved over to Elite after being uh, Duncanville Dragons for a while, coaching with a lot more pros, I was nervous. Yeah, and I wanted to prove myself, you know, because I was friends with everybody, but hadn't really worked with anybody yet. And yeah. I really respect all the guys I work with. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just I've always that always motivates me. That nerve motivates me yeah. to go yeah. to work harder. If anything, I had to calm down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I had to yeah. calm down. I had to start being a nicer person to my players. Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of pushing, 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 and then trying to mend fences uh, uh, after the game. You yeah. know, I, I had to calm down during the game and learn how to effectively push my players without pushing too far. Right. Um, well. Well. And so, and here's the other thing, because I, I did. It's, it's cool that I like when people kind of give me the transition. I was looking forward to a certain point anyway. But I feel like there is a shift. Like, you know, when I was growing up, uh, uh, my dad was my coach growing up, but I also had uh, other coaches. But they were all kind of that old school, you know, hard-nosed coach. And I kind of thought that that was kind of the only way to do it. Um, But I think that there is, like, kind of like a a change coming. And I think that they are finding that, you know, you can kind of get a little bit more by being a little bit more patient, a little bit more understanding. That's not saying don't hold them to standards and have expectations for them. I don't want to say make it soft, but... You know, there is kind of a change because it used to, you know, back in the day, it was not uh, as open now because I am getting better at that now. Uh, Yeah, I think generational swings affect that. And I think that, uh, you know, there's a difference between the changing of times and morals. And uh, also, you know, as times change, so do we. So when I was dealing with the 2000s, I was in my mid-20s, you know, so... I, I, I guess I expect more out of myself now but uh, than I did then. Yeah. Uh, naturally, like any human should, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, you know, the cool thing about hockey is all that stuff, you know, all that uh, old coaching, like when we were kids, the Russian circles and, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to change up your drills and stay modern, you know, all that stuff happens. But the beauty of a hockey team is it's a niche. Right. So the beauty of a niche is, even within a niche, you know, you can evolve. So uh, it's isolated in a sense. It's your own little world. And the beauty of it is, is that you get to encourage people to act a certain way. So when they approach the rest of the world, they're humbled and, and, and just a good person, you know, a hardworking, yeah. but fun, not like obsessed with work, but yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, that's important. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would argue that 
it's hard to really tell how the trying times have changed it, on the ice. I think it's easy because it, like you said, strategy, right? But you know, we see all these things nowadays and it, you see one post and that's one post in your mind that impresses upon you, but that doesn't represent the whole world. So, right. I, you know, if anything, I think as a, as a society, maybe we weren't ready for social media yet. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. that, that puts a little more emphasis on things, mm -hmm. but I, I, I gotta say, even with these cameras now, these, uh, live <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. record every word you say, I feel like my heart's in the right place. And I feel like even if I make a mistake, as long as the judgment comes with their heart in the right place, we'll yeah. come to a good end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, for sure. So that's uh, my motivation to push and not doubt myself is to just trust myself and instinctively coach the way that I feel like it should be. Right. And, and and the beauty of that, in my opinion, is that I have taken cues from other coaches to form that opinion. Yeah. So what I think isn't just me. It's, right. it's, it's the successes and failures of people I've respected to try to, you know, push it, take it further, like be the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and one thing I'm trying to do, and I think that this is part of the, uh, the, the humble nature that I was talking about before, but, um, you know, I, I took, um, I, I took my, was it my level three, uh, USA certification, virtual zoom, uh, class the other day. And there, most years, if I'm being honest with you, I'm like, okay, like, uh, you know, I don't really pay attention, whatever. I ended up in these little like private, chats or private groups you know they said yeah. those little things yeah and we had like really good conversation and there were guys and i was like oh man what and i didn't realize like how just like concrete my brain or uh strategy or, or my thought process had become on uh just some small things these weren't like you know uh huge uh life-changing strategies but just they're just small things that i took from other coaches and a couple of them were my coaches that you know maybe it only coached a few years but it's just it's a different point of view and it, it, it made me realize that like, I need to become more, uh, elastic in my thought process and my thinking. And, and there's nothing wrong with at least expanding, uh, what you're open to it, yeah. it, it, you, you know, you can dismiss and accept what you want to, but at the end of the day, at least be open to hearing it and taking it in and trying to at least understand it and figuring it out at least and seeing if it works for you. Yeah. And taking our cues from our players, you know, uh, yeah. starting to. I, even though they're eight or nine, you know, that's where I think I like that we started with, you know, when, when I was a kid, because I find that to be the most important thing to relate to, you yeah. know, we get so caught up in our world and, and, you know, earning and living and for kids, you know, they rely on us, you know, they can't yeah. survive without adults, right? right? You know, it's just how it's always been. So that's never changed. Right. And that's always going to be the way it is. So I've learned to take uh, more cues off of my kids. I've learned to I've learned to stick handle with a left-handed stick. I've learned yeah, to, yeah. uh, cause I'm a righty just so I could show a kid who maybe some kids, they, they, they see it better. They don't do it well on the board. Other kids do it well on the board translated. Some kids yeah. need video. Everybody's different. Yeah. And that's the fun part of this is that what calmed me down was, uh, realizing that I wasn't in control of my own psychology a hundred percent of the time. Yep. And once I started focusing on that, it became about really getting to know my player you yeah know, like uh -huh. what makes them tick you yeah. know yeah and kids can be very introverted sometimes yeah. and very extroverted too yeah, yeah, yeah and and both of them can disguise what they really feel oh yeah uh -huh, for sure but if you look close enough long enough yeah. hard enough yeah. and your heart is there yeah. then yeah i i really honestly believe like uh, that's the connection you want to make because then yeah it's fun talky let's be a pro right but right. that stuff's great that stuff will happen on its own 
Right. This is the stuff that forms humans. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other th the other cool thing is that I'm sure you, you you've had. Well, I'm sure that you not just uh, your current players, which are what eight or nine years old, but uh, yeah. also players that are much older than this now. Oh they, yeah. They probably still look at you in a certain way because you really made an impact. And even though that you know that you've probably made an impact on their life, there really is something to like how they see you and how because I had coaches like that. I'm sure you had coaches like that. But, like, you really know, and I know it sounds cliche, but that you really are making the impact that you're making. Well, just, it's, uh, it's really crazy how much, because you have, your, you know, your mom and your dad and your family or whatever, but, like, that coach figure is a huge, huge role because that's, like, kind of like a, a almost like a safe place or it's, it's outside of some of those other things. And uh, depending on family structures and situation, sometimes that coach can be, you know, sometimes the most, uh, you know, trusted figure in your life. Yeah, I, I take, I, I think that that's what you have to look at it as. That's the weird part of staying humble is that I'm not trying to say, like, I'm going to shape your kid and make them a great, like, you know, you just want to help families. And, and that's why you got to be versatile because everybody's different. So right. you're really just trying to help families at the end of the day. And, and I always say, like, you know, they deserve a lot more than a used car salesman. I mean, they're yeah, putting yeah. in so much time and money. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, that's that's something that humbled me at some point, not having a child of my own, is realizing some of the times, <laughs> the first time I coached a team in Duncanville, I went into the team meeting, I was 25 years old, and somebody told me, just put your foot down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full in a china shop. Yeah, I yeah. walk in and I say, you guys got three jobs, taxi driving, cheerleading and fundraise right yeah 25 ryan uh, yeah and I, the funny thing is i still say that in yeah. my team meetings yeah but now i do it with a smile more like a comedian yeah. than an authoritarian yeah. person right. authoritarian yeah that word that i'm trying to put my authority on everybody um yeah. and 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 that was when uh i was still younger than all the parents too so that's helped a lot growing older is yeah wiser you know yeah well no um yeah hey um so i do have to say ryan because uh I, I have people when I uh, so I will say that uh, just, just we're gonna go ahead and, and say right now we're watching the public skate yeah, we're yeah. watching a lesson uh, we have a uh, yeah we already said Jace Flowers out here uh, I have his little brother yeah oh, oh yeah we got uh, we little got Victon Victon right Flowers and then we got uh, and then we got Colton Garrett here we're gonna go ahead and give him a shout out too uh, giving him lessons he's already gotten like two or three shout outs on this podcast you know that? <laughs> he's just he's been my he's been my little guy for a long time well but, they'll uh, listen to that part a lot yeah yeah no I but uh, he met Wade he's a good guy uh, yeah, but yeah. uh but either way uh I did want to get into something though because um when I ask people like hey how do you know Ryan da, 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 um I do kind of want to get into because you coached high school for a little bit oh yeah I did yeah so uh so uh, I will say that um, high place. school around that time, because that's kind of around the time I was uh, kind of sort of playing high school, um, is a little bit different and uh, could get a little bit heated. And it was a little bit, uh, it was really, really good hockey. But can you kind of talk about maybe some of those uh, uh, intense uh, high school hockey moments? Because high school hockey uh, has kind of like a little extra flair to it if you will sometimes there were not necessarily today i'm talking back oh no, yeah there were moments when i you know this is going to be a hot word here but i wasn't there if uh, you know in the world of high school hockey we can remember there was an incident with i think arlington martin back and, yeah, 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 yeah and i coached them from uh, i think 03 to 05 maybe but that was a great experience for me because it got me out of uh that little rink there in uh, addison and got me south yeah. When I coach Arlington Martin, that's the link that got me to coach the Dragons, meeting all those guys. Yeah. 
and uh and also you know the 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 parents coming down to addison and doing lessons with me from duncanville right um but uh you know back to that niche thing man it, it's there's there's you're helping me connect a lot of things i i, <laughs> I, I don't think about yeah, yeah i am i i mean i remember like it's yesterday but i, right. I don't uh, reflect too much on myself <laughs> yeah. well i do that yeah that's, my no, job. that's great so i <laughs> uh, you remember that niche i was telling you that we had when i grew up yeah 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 they had that they we did midlothian had that yeah I, the, my kids that i coached on the dragons program until they were you know 17 18 were the pretty much a lot of the same kids that were playing for midlothian high school yeah so we had a different culture because we all played on two different teams together and they had the same coach yeah uh so you know it's funny i i i, I i'm i hate to say i'm proud right now but i, I i've never realized that until you asked me that it was different for us we didn't we had discipline yeah we didn't have we cared about our opponents enough to not treat them like junk right yeah, right yeah, yeah and and it was inadvertent it was just who we it was our morals it wasn't i was a 25 year old coach figuring it out so i definitely yeah. wasn't doing it on purpose but if i look back the same way i described my upbringing in hockey is what i got to watch these kids that i still love today who are yeah. in their 20s oh, yeah, 20s yeah. now yeah I, you know, wish I could keep in touch with them more. You know, if I have any regrets, it's that there's not enough hours in the day to be around these kids as they have their kids. But they know. I hope. No, I, they, I don't want to they, assume. I hope. They do. And, uh, yeah, we were blessed. We had that. We we didn't have that. We we at Midlothian, we won championship because we didn't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had great kids, man. They, they would, we won a championship, I think, one nothing. Uh, and we were not the favorite. And, uh they 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 didn't want to score a goal they yeah yeah, got yeah. Their one goal yeah. they did not want a goal and back then you know a little different now yeah, the yeah, game's yeah. a little more skilled yeah but one nothing game and and they sold out to just all they wanted was when the game was over to be happy together oh yeah, yeah. well yeah yeah well and I, I will say this because uh you know when i was growing up i played uh travel in high school um but there was kind of a thing to where you almost hung out. I'm not saying I didn't hang out with my travel buddies, but I hung out a lot more with my high school hockey. Buddies, yeah, yeah. You know what school. I mean? And it was because we were at school and we were doing the whole thing, and it was one of, more one of those. And you also knew of, like there were more rivalries. And I'm not saying there weren't rivalries in uh, travel, but travel was more just like, okay, you're gonna go out, you're gonna whatever. But we didn't have fans at travel. We had fans at high school. We had you know loud or i shouldn't say we didn't have any fans of travel but high school the place was packed you know what yeah, i mean there's yeah. police officers walking around yeah. crazy stuff's going on i mean it was like real and it's not like this anymore or at least i don't think it is well yeah the schools would have to the, i think the schools were a little bit more involved back then yeah yeah, yeah. they yeah. would they would help out with the buses and i mean when we when i was coaching midlothian we play uh uh mansfield in the in it <laughs> and then that I've one heard, out the heard, game yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh we were playing in Farmers Branch, and it was by far and away the most people I've seen at a hockey game yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. And this is Farmers Branch, just forty-five minutes away for both schools. Yeah, and they both had three busloads of kids at the. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was great, but for me it was awesome because the kid you could see it in them you know yeah, like yeah. I, I mean for me it, it didn't matter too much sometimes it's more annoying with more people when you're in that development mindset you right know? yeah yeah but to see the kids like get glorified for what they're trying to do just by people coming to yeah. watch it i mean it's like uh, they say you know like the most flattering thing you can give to somebody is your time 
Yep. So to have that many people spend that night and come watch them, probably yep. a big reason why they were able to gel like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I do miss the, seeing the excitement of the kids. Now when you go on the road with kids or you play in big rinks, it's awkward because like, nobody's there. Yeah, well, how do you play in the, in the AAC? But then it's like you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was great, actually. I, I, I hadn't thought about that game in a while <laughs> in particular. But there were other games where we had big, big right. crowds. But that one sticks out to me the most in my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those kids. Those, yeah. I love those kids to this day. That was like my yeah, – I, I didn't have any family here. So when I was coaching high school, those guys, when I was young and trying to figure it out, man, uh, Cliff Parker, uh, uh, Michael Newman, guys out there, they really took care of me and looked out for me. And uh, I still owe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, still low. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that it's one of those things that kind of gets passed down. That debt, if you will, probably gets passed down a little bit. I'm sure you will also do the same for somebody else coming up. And oh, I, 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 ima- I imagine that's uh, just how it goes, you know? Yeah, any any time. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, um, so we are um, we're, we're getting well a little bit uh, closer to time here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did want to get into like kind of what you're doing now with uh, the Stars Elite. And kind of um, starting with that, how you got uh, involved uh, with the Stars Elite, because uh, it's a gr- great program to be a part of. Um, obviously, I'm involved, uh, you know, with the with Stars and the Star Centers and uh, have heard nothing, not uh, nothing but good things about the program. But also uh, the results are coming in. The teams are winning. They're doing well. Um, but specifically for your team, can you kind of just talk about um, or sorry, not with your team, but how did you get started with uh, Stars Elite? And then kind of build us up to where you are now. Um, well, Eric Silverman's the program manager there now. At the time, I think uh, there was a Stars Elite was relatively new at the time in the 2009, 11 years when I was finishing up with the Dragons. I had met a couple of the coaches um, at uh, Addison ahead of time uh, before uh, all that came about. Like, oh, I think I met Sylvie in like 03, 04. But the real reason I ended up at Elite was because of Jordan Friend. Okay. Uh, he was coaching over there uh, before I was, and uh, he had just got into coaching. And actually, before he was uh, with them, he was coaching with the Dragons for a year. And uh, I was renting a room out of his house, actually, for a couple of years. And uh, he's the one who I started assisting with. And then uh, I was given a head coaching job. It didn't work out the first time. I ended up back as an assistant. I have persevered, I guess. I don't want to. I don't want to do injustice to the word. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but, it, uh, that way. it was be... a little bit of. I don't know. I guess I say persevere because I feel like sometimes a lot of guys want a head coaching job, and just want it. And I went right. through a lot of assistant coaching to get it. You know, so yep. you got to pay a little bit of dues, I think. And I tried to. I don't know um, how well it I did, but I, I know that I'm very thankful to Frenchie and uh and uh Sylvie for uh giving me the opportunity I think that uh because it's a small community down here that and I was program managing an organization that was in Duncanville but we had success I I'd like to think that that was uh good advertising for myself to maybe uh work over there yeah. I, I you know I don't know if it's a desired job or not I I don't know if more coaches want to. I just feel very lucky that I've been working with, you know, all those guys, Trevor Hannes, Barrett Wilson, Mike Young, Stan, yeah. uh, 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 Mewitt, Sylvie. I got a Cars, you know, I don't want to miss anybody. And all the assistants. Yeah. Like, uh, 
I don't know what we what we can look like from a distance, but I know that their hearts are in the right place. And yeah. I'd like to think that that's why, you know, Dallas is starting to kick out some kids well, and, and the way that the stars have set up the city. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That's very, very important to our pyramid here in the development. I, I would like to think that they're setting up an example for a lot of other markets in the country too down here. Well, no, I mean, it, it kind of is. Um, so the weird thing is, is that it's an, it's a, I don't want to call it an experiment, but it's something that there is no blueprint for what the stars are doing here. Yeah. They're the I, first ones to do it. So there's not, because um, in all honesty, um, I think that the Ducks have a similar system. I think they um, operate, I want to say, three eh, three or four different rinks in uh, Southern California. Uh, Nashville has something similar with uh, two or three. Yeah, four um, there, yeah. But it, but, but, it's, but as far as, like, uh, the amount of facilities that are run and the, uh, um, it just, it takes a whole lot of organization. And it takes, it just, it takes a lot to do it. And there's nobody else that's doing it that we can necessarily ask, like, hey, how do you do this? Because, uh it's just a fat, it's one of the fastest growing areas for hockey in general, not just youth hockey, but hockey in general. Yeah, it's a, to, to, it's, it, now it does feel a little bit humbling to think about it like that and to think about, I never really looked at my, you know, uh, the pyramid is a visual that I don't incorporate myself into. I think right. that that's for the player. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm flattered to be able to kind of work on the top of it now because, I, I mean, I, I did coach two house league teams for the Stars in 2009 and 2010 just so I didn't feel like I was always yeah taking, you yeah, know? Right. So I've coached house-level hockey down here. I've coached travel-level hockey. I've coached A, B. You know, mm -hmm. I've coached all levels. And now that I get to coach at the top level, um, yeah, that's my motivation to be able to say that uh, I'm good enough to 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 do it, to move the kids on, to help right. them maybe potentially live their dreams. And if not, like you still learn life lessons. Well, and here's another thing I wanted to ask you because you're, you're in a, uh, cause you, do you have the youngest stars elite at this point? Yeah, this yeah. year. <laughs> so, but, but here's an interesting thing too. Yeah, it's that, great. Cause I'm sure that there's a lot of parents that want to know, but, um, and, and I, I want to do this as, uh, politically correct as possible if we can. Yeah, no worries. But, but what is like, what is something that you're looking for as far as like, Kids that are on the younger end, they're, they're obviously elite players at their age group. But, like, what what is it that you're looking for from these kids? I mean, I feel like a lot of times, like, parents think they have an idea of, of what it takes or what their kid needs to be doing. But um, And I, I don't want to say what they need to be no. doing. Um, but, like, I'm sure that there's a lot of parents who are like, just tell us what you want, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of it, this is kind of like a selfish thing for them, maybe. Well, you know, look at it this way. If I was trying to develop my own website, I'd want a lot of things, too. But right. if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to have to get help. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I think that the parents are great on my team. They give us a lot of room. I, I, I've had a, a – I, I don't have that same I, – I think, like, uh, you see a video of a hockey dad punching another one up north in Boston or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. L you know, Lysol. Yeah, there's some the, guy Massachusetts yelling at the ref and knocks yeah. the glass out, you yeah. know. And I think that that becomes kind of a, a thing. I, I've never looked at the parents like that. Uh, yeah. They've always been great with me. I, I try to stay in constant communication with, with, the, parent, with the players that are older. Yeah with just the players and then you know with the parents will will kind of check on what they told hey if i had a meeting with your kid right i'm gonna call the parent up to see what the kid said the meeting went like because 13 14 year olds don't generally transfer the information oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so there's a lot yeah. of contact but in general what are we looking for in a hockey player right mm -hmm. fair yeah, enough yeah yeah fair yes yes fair. um 
It, but, but, uh, but, but then also, but then also same thing we said before, yeah. I believe. Yeah, effort, yeah. No, yeah, the work is fun. Right. That's yeah. what I think you're looking for because right. th that's the enjoyment. You know, like when you see a kid who's digging hard and working hard and, and, and it's not like, yeah, you get tired physically. So we all yeah. know that feeling. Every human being knows what it's like to feel exhausted. Yeah. I don't know if every human being knows what it's like to be exhausted after a 45 second shift. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I guess at the end of the day, you know, especially at the younger ages, you want guys who are getting exhausted. Right. Yeah. You know? right, yeah. Yeah. Not guys, uh, uh, not guys who aren't, uh, uh, partaking so yep. take you know that's a pretty broad general statement right no but i think people that know will know what you're saying so i could take it a step further right yep if you want to watch a game right let's say okay well what does that mean okay fine is your kid watching a puck battle mm -hmm. or is he joining it right you know, right. they they're in hockey when two guys battle for a puck from the other team it's kind of a race to get your next teammate there yeah right and then kids can understand that at any age, to be honest with you, because yep. there's inevitably puck battles. Yep. So I like to use magnets with my little ones, eight and nine-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, explain. Well, if you take a magnet and you try to push the positives together, they'll always push apart. Mm -hmm. But if you take the magnet and you put the opposite ends, they lock in. Right. Right. So it's a very easy visual for a kid to understand when you can combine video. Like, hey, look, like every time you see a teammate fighting for a puck, you're like that positive on positive magnet. Yeah. You know, you just never seem to get there. And we need you. Right. And the magnet. And then hand it to him. Let him feel that. That's like, Let him feel that magnet. It's a. That's, it, like, it, that's a great. That's awesome. Though. Well, isn't it fascinating in general that an invisible, two invisible pieces of metal. That's <laughs> yeah. another podcast. Well, well, magnets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnet. Really, for a kid, invisible <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. You got to remember them, yeah. you know, and how they think. I'm going to steal that. Ryan Pfeiffer. Yeah, I'm gonna please steal do. It. I am. Do. No, I think it's it's just an easy it's an easy way to do it because it's one of those things to where I mean if you're talking about you know eight and nine year olds. I have trouble with this with my high school team. I'm like get get go, like yeah. go, move your like go like beat because uh, my whole thing right now is that we're way too reactionary. Like <laughs> and they're just they continue. It's like if we just continue to react to the buck, it's just nothing is going to end up working out our way. Yeah, it's and it's it's one of those like. Like I, and and I almost like gave him a green light to kind of almost be out of position by at least just making a play. Now, granted, this is JV Bronze, but just to just at least try and make a play on the puck, or at least be uh, and just instead of there, it's just too reactionary. I think point. you hit the nail on the head. I would even argue that that's how you know when you're doing a bad. Job. I mean, I'm not perfect. I haven't coached perfect my whole life. I've had bad <laughs> games, right? So. Yeah. Uh, when I'm reactionary, that's when I'm not coaching one. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And sometimes it's hard. Like sometimes I, I guess you can find moments where you do have to be reactionary. Obviously, it, yeah, yeah. It is hard. It, but that's what's hard. That's but, what's yeah. hard to. And but that's, you're that's, not a player when you're coaching, so maybe uh, right. back off right. a little. But, but but yeah. But it's almost just like it, it, if you're gonna fail, I almost want you to fail being too. Exactly. You know what I mean? I, I would rather you fail trying well, because I, I just like we were failing by being reactionary. I do the best I can. To, to wear my face in two different kinds of failure, mm -hmm. the good failure and the bad failure. Yeah. You know, uh, the bad failure didn't have effort and the good failure had efforts. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. simple. Yeah. I mean, there's a, uh, you know, and uh, it's a little bit different you know, than your elite team here, but uh, it's really, there's times that we lose and I'm super proud of my team and like they, you know, cause they're still kind of getting used to the competitive side of hockey a little bit, but they're like kind of just like confused almost sometimes. I'm like, no, like, we lost, but like it's there. There's so much that you guys did well, and I'm really proud of you guys. Yeah. And then there's times where we might have a close game, but I just know that that it just it wasn't uh, it wasn't the effort that was needed, and you can see it. And I'm almost trying to tell them that you can like hear it or sense it, or yeah. that it's a feeling. 
of, of, of skating hard. And, the, you know, it should um, like there's almost just a sense of when your team is just not moving their feet. Yeah. And I know that's a kind of a broad way of putting it. I, I actually I actually love when a kid comes to the bench and I can say you made a good mistake. Right. Yeah. And I don't love when I have to say you made a bad mistake. Right. But what I try not to do is. uh well, I would call it lying, withholding information that you know is <laughs> yeah. useful. Though I try not, yeah. I try not, like when the game's over, like you said, hey, guys, we lost, but you played well. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if they didn't, I'm not going to tell them they did. I'm yeah. just not going to be a jerk about it. Right. Just oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah. honest. Yeah. Say, listen, guys, you know, it's that I'm not the, we're not the first two to talk about hard love, soft love moments. It's just right. you got to have that discipline. You can't be reactionary to apply yeah. it. If you are, yeah. you're going to miss too many. Yeah. And, yeah. And the other thing, too, is just like, I don't like it. I, I feel like the, they're oftentimes too afraid to make a mistake. And yeah, it's like, that's it, usually it's my like, fault, it, to be like, honest. Really? Yeah, I would like to think that. Um, in a tryout scenario, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I, I guess I would like to humbly take that from the kid and make it as much my responsibility as theirs. Right. If, if, if they seem afraid to play, then I would like to think that I have full responsibility in trying to figure that out. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else is? So if you don't know, I've never saw... I've never seen one of my players afraid to play. You know, maybe there's a hit to the head, but yeah, they yeah. don't go out anymore these days, yeah. right? We take care yeah. of them. I've never seen one of my players afraid to make a play and not felt guilty about it. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I always felt like I have a, a negative, uh, uh, not like to the point where, you know, you're belittling the kid and tell, Yeah. I'm always hockey. I'm never going to talk about, if it's a dumb play, I'm going to use No, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll say, guys, that's a dumb play. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to try to make them feel so bad that they're scared to play. And if I see that, I do feel like it's my fault. Right, right, right. I, I just feel like sometimes when I see a kid that's maybe uh, a bit timid or a little bit reactionary, I would almost, I, I feel like it's easier as a coach for me anyway, to kind of take a kid, uh, that's a little bit more aggressive and try and kind of tune him back because I think that's easier than trying to get a kid to like, Hey, like go play, like go like make plays go, you know, and obviously some of that just comes with being uh, more comfortable and getting more time on the ice. Well, and that's where it gets back to having to know the kids because yeah. it's really hard to get to know a nine-year-old. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, you really gotta. I don't want to say lower yourself, but you gotta, you gotta loosen up. You yeah. know, you can't yeah. be an adult. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> to yeah, connect. Yeah. Like yeah. you gotta have fun with them. But if you ride the wave with them instead of instead of always watching them ride it. Then you start to know who they are, and then if you don't know who somebody is, how are you going to motivate them to not be afraid of something? You, you know, fear, fear is uh, fear is within us all. So a lot of people don't like to show it, and then all of a sudden hockey makes you show it. Yeah, and that's a fear moment. If 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 they're afraid to participate, then you know, I, yeah, I definitely wear that as if it's my fault until I make it go away. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. No. No. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, um, I believe that uh, I think they're getting a little bit closer on this uh, public skate here. And if anybody just uh, ever wants an idea of how to gain attention, uh, just set up microphones and a mixer uh, in the middle of a public space. That looks like we're doing the play-by-play of a public. I've got quite a few looks. Uh, nothing wrong with that. If anything, maybe bringing attention to the Here comes a girl trying like, to set up yeah. the IG. You know, she Yeah, can't. and uh, this is just free advertisement. But uh, got a little Colton over here. I don't know if he's being a pain or what he's doing, but uh, scooting around pretty good. Uh, either way, so um, we're getting into the last portion here, uh, yeah. Ryan Pfeiffer. And... Um, if you would like, I need to give you rules. This is the only structured part of the whole show. Cool. Um, but I need to give you uh, this structure here. So Sounds this is fun. the uh, shout-out. Mm. 
So the shout out, the only rule to it is that it has to be positive. Right. Uh, this could be uh, a shout out for family and friends. This could be a coaching mantra. This could be a life philosophy. This could be, uh, I even open it up to it being a sound. Um, we've only had one sound out of uh, 70 some odd episodes, um, but it just has to be something audible uh, out into the world uh, that is positive, uh, sharing love. Uh, and it could be more than one thing. You don't have to pick. Um, but essentially, it's just uh, something that is positive that you can share um, with people. Well, I mean, I'll just assume that uh, they can hear it and I'll speak directly to them then and uh, say a uh, shout out to my father and my dog and their bouts with cancer. And I love them and I'm there for them through the whole thing. Yeah. I um, So here's the other thing. right? I feel really terrible because I felt like when we were trying to uh, kind of schedule this, you told me that it happened and. I, uh, I'm a huge dog lover. Um, I felt really terrible, but I was like, well, I still have to kind of bother you every once in a while. No, I'm flattered uh, so. that you did. I, I never looked at it as a bother, you know, okay, good. really, I, I really do appreciate your patience on Oh, no, 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 no. This is, yeah. this is actually a, you know, like you said, this is kind of a, a, a tire pumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I tend to shy away from those things. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, um, to, in, in all honesty, I, I kind of, uh, understood that going in here but i just i think that there was i a didn't lot of feel people. like i was important enough to be on a podcast to be honest with you until you told me people said they wanted to hear my voice <laughs> oh no it was uh no i i like i really do think that you should and like i said this is this is for multiple people because there's a lot of people that know that like i'm kind of looking to uh not just meet more people down here but more people that have been involved for quite some time um but sometimes you just have to get one person or to get another person and uh I at least know enough people now to uh, feel like I have a, a better grasp on who people uh, want to listen to. And you were, like I said, up at the top two oh, or three. Keep rolling because there's better minds than mine. No, I think this one's been uh, I think this one's been awesome, Ryan. Um, and I appreciate you for coming on. But uh, I have to do uh, I have to do the shout out now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is mine now. But uh, anyway. Um, mine don't always have to be positive, but uh, this one will actually uh, be positive. And um, the only reason they're not positive is every once in a while I kind of go on like little rants. But uh, this isn't one of those times. Um, my shout out is actually going to be for, um, and this is something that I kind of meant to shout out uh, last week. But uh, anyway, I was a part of a memorial game uh, here at Nitex for uh, Jessica Ran Rad that um, it went really, really well. And um, I really enjoy playing with uh, not just the uh, Dallas Warriors and the Fort Worth Patriots, which were the two teams that were involved, uh, but also the Lone Star Warriors. But um, it was really cool because there were probably 70 some odd people that signed up for uh, the Memorial Game. It was here uh, at Nitex. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to give a huge shout out uh, to the Dallas Warriors and Fort Worth Patriots for allowing me uh, to come and skate in the third period. Um, and it was just even though it was a memorial game and I know that it was a, a kind of a, a moment for people to get together and share memories, um, I felt like the best way to do that was to set up a hockey game. Um, and it was just kind of a, a great day for hockey. But anyway, my shout out uh, was for the Jessica Rad uh, Memorial game. It was a couple weeks ago. Uh, also to her, uh, the Dallas Warriors forward with Patriots, everybody uh, that knew her. Um, I meant to do that the other week, but uh, it just skipped my mind. But uh, Anyway, uh, Ryan Pfeiffer, um, it's been a lot of fun, and this has definitely been a different uh, atmosphere. It's been uh, great. We usually, I, th I thought it's been uh, a lot of fun. 
It's fun um, my first experience. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're getting ready to, I think, see the Zamboni run over whatever piece of plastic that is right behind the uh, Chick-fil-A like sign. Chick-fil-A, yeah. I think it'll probably run over it okay, but... Uh, yeah, well, listen, <laughs> I don't mean to hijack this moment, but it's more of a positive shout-out. My U14s and my U9s. Love you guys. You too, Have. See you soon. Hey, there we go. All right. Hey, uh, Ryan Pfeiffer, thank you again. And to everybody that suggested that Ryan Pfeiffer come on, I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. And um, anyway, uh, now I have to do the Matt Taylor list. This is where it gets boring because Matt Taylor, whatever. Uh, but anyway, you can check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. I'll say that one more time. That's faceoffspotpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we have an Instagram. Don't really post a lot on that, but you can check us out there. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Follow us there. Um, let's see. Rubes Brews is our sponsor. You can check them out on Instagram and or Facebook. And uh, I guess for the last time, Ryan Pfeiffer, thank you Adam, for coming on, man. Adam, thank you, man. Listen, uh, like I said, the most you can give somebody is your time. So I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate oh. you coming down here. Oh, no, no. This is uh, this is completely uh, the, the pleasure is all mine, sir. The pleasure is all mine. Thank and, you. Uh, Hey, uh, for everybody listening, um, we know that uh, we missed last week. I was a little under the weather. Um, I'm feeling fine now. I wouldn't be around you, Ryan, if I wasn't feeling well. Um, not sick. Um, but either way, missed last week. But you know that we usually have episodes coming out every Thursday. So uh, make sure to check us out. All right. Um, well, signing out from uh, Nitex Sports Center. And that's R-E. Um, this is the face-off spot. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, buddy. All right.